Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello, Drifters, and welcome to another episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm Linda. I'm Charles. I'm Seth. I'm Jenna. And I'm Stu. And that's Stu. And uh, this uh, this week we're going to be talking about uh, the new, uh, well, relatively new uh, Disney uh, Marvel Universe um, story uh, movie, Werewolf by Night. And uh, I think we're going to throw the uh, microphone over to Seth here to sort of give us a uh, rundown of what that uh, is all about. And then we'll kind of comment on what we thought about it, what we liked, disliked, and uh, et cetera. So, Seth? It's the floor is yours. All right. Well, uh, Werewolf by Night is not a Marvel Comics character who I know a lot about, but it sounds like uh, Stu uh, has some more experience with that. Uh, but the movie itself uh, just dropped on Disney Plus maybe a few weeks ago, and I hadn't been expecting it. So I was like, okay, I'll watch this. And it turned out to be a real, really fun. It was it's set up like an old B horror movie, much much akin to like one of the original Dracula movies or the first werewolf movies. It's got that same kind of campy feel, uh, and it's all in black and white at the uh, except for very specific parts. And so when we start off. We're in this uh, old building out uh, a rich mansion where a bunch of monster hunters are gathering uh, to both uh, mourn the loss of like the progenitor of this monster hunting organization and to find out who is going to take his myth- mythical artifact, the Bloodstone, and uh, rise to his office. And so it's kind of half funeral, half will reading uh, that they're all showing up for. And we meet a bunch of different hunters as well as uh, Jack Russell, who is it kind of looks like a priest type of guy, uh, has uh, face tattoos and seems very out of place amongst all these hunters. And we also meet uh, the other protagonist, Elsa Bloodstone, who is the uh, the prodigal daughter of this uh, monster hunting family. Uh, she has apparently abandoned the family and now is back to claim her birthright, which her stepmom, a, a horrible old crone who is married to this guy, uh, uh, does not want her there and so yeah they move on to the the actual funeral slash will reading and it turns out that they're just gonna uh, the the guy the guy who died his wife 
had just like his last wishes had just been to f- been fully turned into a Disney animatronic. Oh. And, and <laughs> so they wind him up and he get the corpse itself gives the will reading, obviously with like mechanics installed in him and recordings. <laughs> And he sets up the stakes. They have captured a horrible monster and uh, put it out in the maze and embedded this bloodstone in it to make it both weaker and uh, more likely to attack. And whatever hunter is the first one to kill it gets the bloodstone and is in charge of the organization. And so we get to the actual bit about hunting the monster and we find out that Jack Russell isn't here to kill the monster at all. He doesn't care about the bloodstone. He's here to save the monster, which you can see in the thing right now. And it's the man thing. <laughs> and they're apparently just friends. <laughs> yeah. I call it Cthulhu face. It looks like Cthulhu yeah. face. Yeah. It did. What was its name? Like Bob or something? Frank. Frank. Something I like that. I don't remember what he calls him, but it is yeah. the man thing. Or Ted. 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 Yeah. Ted. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> he's like yeah. really friendly when you're talking to him. <laughs> yeah, man, man, man thing is like a venerable Marvel Comics character. They've been he's been around forever. Oh yeah, even I know Man Thing. I don't know much about him, but I instantly recognized him. Uh so Jack Russell's there to save his friend Ted. Who, like the very first thing you see out of this monster is just like him grabbing someone and just melting their head. <laughs> and right. then uh, Jack Russell talks to him and he's like, Man, what are you? How did you get captured? And you've got again. He's like, This is the last. I'm not saving you again. I'm not saving you again. This is it. <laughs> Just a fun moment in the middle of it. Yeah. But like, eventually, yeah, eventually Elsa tumbles onto the fact that he's not here to kill the thing. And so he works a deal out with her. He's like, help me save the, help me save my friend. And you get the bloodstone. And uh, that eventually doesn't go well for them. And they both end up captured. And that's, that's when she finds out he's not. He, well, he might be a hunter, but he's not human. He is, uh, and apparently everyone else also figured it out. Uh, he's a monster, and they're going to use the bloodstone to reveal his true nature. And his true nature is he is a werewolf. And he, right up until the end, he's like, look, guys, guys, don't do this. Don't do this, and everyone gets to live. If you do this if you push me i i am literally not responsible for what comes <laughs> next and then they do it and he is not responsible for what happened <laughs> and everywhere which is uh he murders or the werewolf he turns into murders everyone except for elsa who he had made a point to like smell beforehand so that he could like assure his beast she was a friend yeah and so uh, he murders everyone elsa gets the bloodstone and then he goes and has a oh yeah he kills a lot of uh expendable troops 
lot, lot, lot of lot of expendable troops, and, and there's like and blood splatter across the, the too. There's blood splatter that's across the the eye of the, really the lens of the camera. Yeah, uh, like the ending is just it's just fun. It's a fun little horror movie esque romp, and uh, the guy who plays Jack Russell. Uh, Gail Garcia Bernal. I don't know if I've ever seen him in much before. I'd have to look at mm-hmm. look him up. But yeah. uh, the people who made this obviously had a good time. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, uh, Seth glancing at the Wikipedia page, I guess it was it was really quite the search for this for the proper guy to play Werewolf by Night. They really put a lot of energy yeah. into it. Yeah, and I mean it doesn't slot it. It it's in the current MCU, but it has nothing to do with the current MCU. Like, who knows if these characters will show up elsewhere? They might just be one shots, and I'm fine with that. It was just fun. Yeah, I thought well, it was a great characters. standalone film, especially coming out right before Halloween, like it did. Mm-hmm. So, what were you gonna say, Charles? Oh no, I just said they were fun characters. I like. Yeah, you liked well, it. Well. Uh... Both the the werewolf and and Elsa were both fun. Yeah, it'd be fun to see elsewhere. I think. Yeah, they they had a fun kind of buddy cop dynamic, you know. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, there's the corpse of the guy, the animatronic corpse of the uh, the uh, founder of the organization that died, and his wife, who's equally horrible. Probably the most horrible character in the uh, the show. Yes, mm-hmm. like it's it's interesting because you start to pick up from all the MCU movies that there are other creatures that the it's it's bigger than we realize, and the fact that they created this, I think it was to test the waters, because Deadpool three is going to be rated R. This was in essence supposed to be kind of like the horror Marvel movie. And I think they're just trying to judge how far they can start taking newer films um, and the concept and, you know, maybe adding these extra gory elements. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of touched on, we kind of touched on this in uh, when we were talking about She-Hulk, but Marvel has a deep, 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 well of characters that they can characters stories and whatnot that they can pull through and we're seeing like we see that they are willing to dig into that deep catalog and pull out gems have they done dazzler yet seth they have not no but i just what you know i just saw an article that there is a director who's interested in doing dazzler and it's a big director let me see if i can find it real quick how, how will they do Dazzler without mutants being in the MCU? Well, m- mutants are coming in now, aren't they? Well, they are. They are, but we don't. They haven't yet. Soon. I mean, um, yeah. Dazzler was always my favorite character to play in the old um, X Men arcade game. Who was Dazzler? Oh, really? same character. The old arcade game. I'd play her all the time too. <laughs> uh, Jerry Maguire director Cameron Crowe wants to make X Men movie about Dazzler. That could be that could be lots of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah Cameron Crowe started off as a as a writer for Rolling Stone. He's the guy who did Almost Famous. But I mean, like we could that if they're willing to like do stuff like uh, Werewolf by Night and bring in the kind of Marvel 
monsterverse, I guess you might call it, we could see some weird shit like X Men versus Dracula. <laughs> I like, don't know that if I was, can... that was a big thing back like uh, back <laughs> in the eighties. I want to say eighties is like Dracula was a, a kind of like mm-hmm. a big villain, and there was a big like a uh, storyline where Storm gets turned into a vampire. I don't think we can count anything from the eighties. There was a lot of cocaine done in that decade. <laughs> But, I mean, that's the sort of thing we can see, though. And there was a recent uh, event where it was, like, X-Men versus Vampires was a huge event a couple years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they, yeah, yeah back in the day, it, there, was a, there was a little stretch in the 80s where Dracula was a major Doctor Strange villain, actually. There was a, a book called The Darkhold that, well, at, at one time purged the universe of vampires, but they, they got better. I mean, the Darkhold <laughs> just showed up in uh, the Darkhold showed up in uh, Doctor Strange too. There you go. There, that, that that's your gateway drug right there. <laughs> so, uh, Stu, can you tell us? Do you know when werewolves first started entering the mythos? The... Ever? Oh yeah. gosh. There, there, there are werewolf stories going back to ancient Rome. Oh my goodness gracious! They're, yeah, they, they 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 go back quite quite a ways. If you want to talk about really what I would consider the core of werewolf folklore, it really it really piggybacks along with the uh, with the woods trials. If you go to werewolf, werewolf the really um, in terms of people being convicted of, of lycanthropy, yeah, it's essentially the same sort of story that you see with a were with with a witch. So someone comes out and says, "I met this dark man in the forest, and I." pledged him you know my soul or what have you and he gave me the power to turn into a wolf that's the yeah that that's the the whole idea of the werewolf being a a, a contagious condition that's that's kind of put on from from, uh, from the vampires in in folklore you you became a werewolf usually because you wanted to that was that that, that was a magical thing that was something that you that was actually a goal i have a i have in my possession a ritual for one to become a werewolf if they, if they so desire you do so, Oh yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Jim, uh, Jim Butcher actually kind of explained that pretty well about why one would want to become a werewolf mm-hmm. uh, in like the second book of the Dresden File series. They're talking about the different kinds of werewolves and why one would want. To, and they're like, think of it from the perspective of a medieval peasant. <clears throat> if you're a wolf. You can get whatever food you need. You're right. You can hunt on the king's land and no one can catch you. Uh, you're fed throughout the winter. You've got the power to take defend your family. Right. It was uh, that was a pretty sweet deal for yes. like pre-gun. Okay. Well, now, but but were those was the idea then back back at that time that if you became a werewolf, you had the option of changing at will into a world because it seems like nowadays it's the the legend is that it only happens during a full moon yeah and that that and that is very much a that's a creation of of modern fiction i don't think you see that at all until the 1935 movie werewolf of london you know from from the universal folks no in in folklore you usually became a werewolf because you wanted to you'd smear an ointment on yourself and put on a, a a wolf pelt and you'd transform into a werewolf and if they there were people in um, uh, uh, Peter Stubb is the, um, comes to mind uh, Jean Grenier 
uh, in early modern France and Germany who were caught and there was evidence that they had in their wolf form killed children and they were executed in in very horrific fashion I might add I mean oh, really? they, we're talking oh yeah we're talking pure torture porn they just they did horrible things to these guys and and, and then in fact that a little bit earlier than that, though, there was one young man who was also convicted of, of lycanthropy, convicted of being a werewolf, and they recognized there was something wrong with this kid, and they and they confined him to a monastery for life. That was like the, the closest thing to being not not guilty by reason of insanity was sticking to a monastery for the rest of your life, just keep you away from people. Huh. So you know, yeah, there's there's a real yeah, ly- lycanthropy is a real crime in early modern Europe. Wow. Yeah, but but it, but it was it was very, it was very much an, an, an at, at will thing. The the moon part really doesn't come in until until modern fiction. Huh. Interesting. All right. What, what I, thought, I mean, when you think about the folklore too, the werewolves, and it kind of does show up all over the world, because I'm trying to find it now. What I liked about the Jack Russell character, his, the tattoos on his face are basically of the, the sugar skull of, of, you know, Mexico's Dia de los Muertos. And um, he's like, it's in when someone says cool face tattoos, like, oh, I think he said it honors my ancestors, something like that. And it just brought to mind um, when you do find out for sure he's the werewolf that, you know, even the Aztecs had mythos about wolfmen. Very much so. Mm. Yeah. And, and, you know, I was trying to find the specific one. I'm not sure if this is it, but yeah, I mean, there's talks of King of the Wolves and, you know, the Spanish even made comment about, you know, wolf relationships and Aztecs. It, it, so it's interesting. I thought that was a really cool, instead of it being like necessarily a European werewolf, it's a, you know, a Mexican werewolf. A, a new world werewolf, yeah. And, and um, if you want to, you know, o- overlap, you know, what is considered Mexico into what used to be considered Mexico, you have the, the Dine folklore of the, of, of the skinwalker. You know, you have this, that, that, yep. that's a very powerful almost too powerful medicine really to mention it is it's is, is considered so horrific what, it, what a skin what a skinwalker will do huh. yeah and, and it, it's, no. it's a archetype and i mean because it's not just the dna i mean the dna i think is the most well known because it's the largest tribe in the southwest um but skinwalkers are discussed a, a, among almost all the tribes of some sort and you know generally it's it's all agreed that it's a shaman who's done something terrible to get these powers to be able to change skins. Mm-hmm. Um, so and they become ultimately he can just become anybody he wants to be then. That's the skinwalker. Not necessarily a person. Generally it's a dog. It's, no. it's a, it's a wolf or a dog. Um, sometimes it can be a, a horrible monstrous chimera of dog and deer. And I mean, it just depends. And, and especially with the DNA the tribes that still kind of believe in this, like if you go to New Mexico, they'll tell you if you see a do- a black dog on the side of the road, you don't pull over. Oh. <laughs> uh, and that there are certain areas you don't go to because these things still exist, that you don't say skinwalker or you don't use the word that means skinwalker in their language because you attract their attention. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's still yeah, yeah, the idea that it is so bad we don't even talk about it is is so nasty. It, it, yeah, the the ironic part, you know, you know, toot my own horn now. Going back to uh, in Slavic folklore, it's actually it's kind of the opposite. Where one of this probably the most popular Serbian term for vampire is actually werewolf because it's, it's more of a euphemism. Like the vampire is so nasty, we don't talk about that. We just call it a werewolf. 
<laughs> it depends on which side of the Atlantic you're on, I guess. So do any of the skinwalkers ever become Labradors? Because I've got kind of a super uh, <laughs> suspicion that Winston may not be totally legit. I mean, Winston is just somebody who lived a really good life and came back as your dog. They just like <laughs> get all the nice things. They get pets, yeah. they play, they eat. That's it. Yeah, he is a spoiled dog. Let me see. Winston is somebody. <laughs> I'm seeing coyotes. I'm seeing no, no. It, it, it is, it's along those lines that on a more on a lighter note, I find it absolutely hilarious that the name of the ostensible protagonist in Werewolf by Night. Is Jack Russell? I know. I know. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> There's got to be a terrier joke that they've put in there at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was funny because when I looked up his profile in the Marvel Universe, one of his nicknames is Pretty Boy. No. Nice. <laughs> funny. It was a good show. It was fun. It was a short movie, but it was a lot of fun. Did it? Did, does anybody know if it followed, like, to some exactness, the original publication or not? No, no, not not not, 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 at all, not at all. In the, in the original okay. comics, uh, Jack Russell, he, he he wakes up on his 18th birthday, and that's when he finds out that he's inherited the family curse, and he just kind of goes on from there. But well, as time well, goes on, he he get, he gains more control over it as as time goes. That's what it, it looked to me, and I, I sent you guys the link, but. It, which probably no, but um, it looked to me like they had taken this right out of the book A Billion Wicked Thoughts from a decade ago. Oh, I didn't know that one. Oh, well, it, that one they had, it was female porn search results. And one of the favorite <laughs> things for women to look up is werewolves. Huh. There's like five archetypes, according to Google, back a decade ago. It was oh. like werewolves, vampires, surgeons, get on, get on billionaires, you know, that kind of thing. And one of them was werewolves. One of the more popular ones was werewolves. And there's, I suppose, I've done, you know, there's there's some sort of genre where, you know, the woman's a, pursued by a monster, but somehow because she's so beautiful or whatever, she, it leaves her alone. Yeah, the Beauty and the Beast kind of thing. Beauty and the Beast. It goes way back, but it it just felt like it felt to me. I I watched this. I felt to me like they had done this whole show based on this book's search. What what they claim Google search results were on werewolf porn. On werewolf porn. Yeah, (laughs) and heard that one. I Um, yeah, I didn't get that feeling from it because there wasn't. So much a uh, romance between the two protagonists. Well, that, there's not, there's not in female uh, porn necessarily. Yeah, no, I, I not that I know, but I'm just with. Yeah, I'm I'd right. say you should go read some of it before. You know. Oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Um, what, 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 what I do know of is that you know when, when I saw that the the other, the other protagonist is, is was Emma Bloodstone is I read some Ulysses Bloodstone comics back in the day and it's that that's fascinating because he was just sort of the, he was his archetypal monster hunter he you know, it, he had he was imbued with magical powers he, his backstory was that he was a caveman he was this prehistoric um, you know Neolithic European 
who finds this magical ruby that embedded itself in his, in his chest and basically kept him alive for 10,000 years to go hunt monsters. But beyond that, he was mostly just going after him with a shot. He was going after him with, um, with a shotgun and survival skills with a mystical ruby in his chest. It was It's a really... Uh, I think that's kind of how they portray him in the opening, like where they're giving the quick rundown of what's going on. So they never. But he's really the multi. He's not the original. Like what Stu is okay. saying, setup. They make it sound like it's his family bloodstone, and they pass it on. Blah 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 blah. And now he's died, and it's time for it to pass on again. But they do they do make him out to be the the big monster hunter. So mm-hmm. like everyone's here to pay respects to him. Yeah, it, it, it was neat. It was a it, it was kind of a kooky character. I can see why it didn't catch on because there's not a lot of coherence to it. But it's um <laughs> it, 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 it it was a heck of a concept. You have this you have this magical stone that just kept him alive for eons you know just 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 forever in a day and, and it ends up being with it now with his daughter with a guy named jack russell who's a werewolf <laughs> and it's, it's, it sounds like a great show i i really seth seth you made it sound just fantastic it was it's a it's lot fun. of fun yeah like, it was a fun show i'd watch yeah. more. i would happily watch another one of these next year linda did you like it yes Else Did you get say? this? I, I feel no. like Ted got captured because he was trying to get sushi based off of how that made <laughs> Yeah. Like Ted was just minding yeah. his own business, trying to like get some sushi from the back when no one was looking. They're like, oh, monster. Let's use this to put into our, yeah. into our um, you know, trial so, by fire for the. Yeah, he's just like, poor Ted is just like, this is a Wendy's. Leave me alone. <laughs> Yeah, good old good old man man thing. That was, I mean, I haven't read a lot of man thing. If I did, it was a long. It was like at least forty years ago. That what I know mostly about man thing is that's the most unfortunately titled titled comic book of all time was his annual special called Giant Sized Man Thing. Oh, and, the, and, like, and like yeah, 30, 30 years later, the internet found out how and realized that that was funny. Oh boy. Nice. Yikes. I I like that. I and I, you know, I do like stories where the presumed monster is actually one of the more redeeming characters in the story, uh, compared to the other individuals that look normal Mm -hmm. and end up being really the monstrous ones in the show. So yeah, and all, all the other monster hunters are bastards to one degree or another. Right. Interesting. And all Except really the one and- kill one another no. just to just to get the bloodstone. Mm-hmm. You think they there do. would be a a uh, a more productive way if you're running a uh, an organization designed to defeat this terrible foe? Why have a contest where you're killing members of your organization to see who's the dominant one? Why wouldn't you, you know, let all the top monster hunters just come in and just well, say, now okay, you're, let's now do you're it trying, like the, the paper now you're trying to make we'll sense just, out of it. It's not. No. <laughs> we'll just send I mean, up white smoke when we figure out who the right. 
We're we're talking <laughs> about like the woman who set this up had her ex-husband uh animatronicized. Animatronicized like uh, the full on uh, taxidermied <laughs> animatronics and uh, he no, had reported that he was in on it. So he reported yeah. this was not a well family bill. Like <laughs> But don't feel they like could have just set this up to be a will reading in, a, in, in like a normal house where everyone could have come in from the airport and then left. Yeah. Did I took it? I but, took this as uh, um, that if the real monsters, for the most part, were the monster hunters. Oh yeah. And oh, so yeah. if you wanted, so that's why having the monster. So if if you're if you're wanting to sell, let's just let's say you're selling swords or stuff, you know, knives and guns. Having them kill each other is okay, it, as long as you blame <laughs> it, as long as you blame it on the monsters later, right? Here's the thing: I don't think they were supposed to kill each other. They just took it to that level. Yeah, nice but that, that's the, the one who who added the the whole element of I'll take out my competition to get the bloodstone. Yeah. But I, I think from a capitalistic war machine viewpoint, uh, it's okay having them fight each other. You know, anyway. <laughs> that, that, that's, that, that is definitely what Hitler would have done. That's absolutely true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So they, they continue to maybe do, even if this is a one-off and it doesn't ever interact with the main storyline, of the of the Marvel movies of the different phases, I think it'd be cool if they did an annual short like this that was based off more of the horror comics. Yeah, right before Halloween. Right. I think yeah. the next one we should get is just will will just be with Ted the Man Thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why why not? That that, that 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 makes sense. He's a he's got a lot. There's a lot of lot, lot of lore there. Yeah, certainly. Like, can, can can you see um. Can you see Wanda Maximoff interacting with these guys? Oh yeah, yeah. like the, yeah. we could we could definitely get a Doctor Strange interacting with them too, Easy. or uh, they'd fit right in at Carmitage with uh, Wong and the other sorcerers. Wong, yeah, I know. Let, forget Doctor Strange. Let's bring Wong. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Well, uh, if you've uh, watched Werewolf by Night, let us know what you thought about it. Uh, what'd you like? What'd you dislike? And uh, if you uh, have anything you'd like us to uh, check out and review, let us know that as well. And we'll do that in an upcoming show. So on that note, um, I think we will say goodbye for today. Any last minute thoughts from anybody before we cut out? No. Thank you All for right. having me. I think we're good. You're welcome. Thanks for coming on, Stu, and thanks for uh, filling us up with uh, werewolf lore and stuff. So we appreciate it. All right, oh, yeah, folks. The, 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 okay, the, the, the one final word on this ritual I yeah. have about, about becoming a werewolf, by the way. Yeah. It's interesting. It's it's always magic rituals always have like an out. Because one of the precursors of this ritual is you have to have a stand of pure iron, and you have to ha have a perfectly flat space on top of a mountain. Oh, yeah. I don't have either of those. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's like there's so many things that can go wrong in this ritual. You can say if it doesn't work, well, you can just blame it on some something you did wrong. Uh, 
Uh, I was I was actually just about to ask you, just be like, hey, uh, Stu, can I see that ritual really quick? I know. I mean, <laughs> go ahead. Let's just maybe we turn that into our next uh, Galactic Driftwood podcast. Seth attempts to become a werewolf. Ooh, I like oh it. God. I mean, I just want to be a happy doggo. Sit, uh, yeah. sit <laughs> like where's Seth? Oh, he's just relaxing today. He became a werewolf, yeah. and he's just out running. <laughs> It it also requires opium, so you gotta you gotta throw in that too. So. Better. Oh. <laughs> I'm not making flat. one word of this up. I get my own flat flat part on a mountain somewhere. I get a stand of iron. I get Mesa some Barry, opium. Yeah. I get to be a doggo. This just sounds like a good deal. Yeah, you basically gotta go to Mesa Verde for this bad boy. Yep, I can see that. Yeah, it's not really set up to be used in Nebraska, is it? Mm, no. Nope. No. Oh well. There's got to be a way of modifying that a little bit <laughs> for di- for different areas of the world. <laughs> I mean, there's mountains in Colorado. We'll make it work. Right. right. Yeah. That's yeah. true. You know, Mesa Severity. That that whole area is completely flat, almost completely flat on top. That's how it worked. Well, there you go. Yep. I think I think we have a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> Next cop, Driftwood. What have I done? <laughs> All right, sounds good. Well, thank you all for tuning in. We will catch you next time. Have a good week. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.